Episode four of our holiday special series, a year in review. Yep. It's the last it's one. The it's last the first time I haven't said urine <laughs> when I'm trying to say year in. And there like, you go again. Really great. Four for four. Or three for three. Or yeah. Did you say it in the <laughs> intro bit for the first one? I can't remember. I'm not sure. It doesn't I'm, really matter. Probably. But this yeah, this is our final holiday special for the year. Yep. The weekend before. And what a year it's The weekend been. of Christmas. Yes. Um and if you've been paying attention, we've, we've done uh, music, uh, games, television, and now, finally, movies. Yes. So, we've got our mate Chris on again to talk about uh, our most our frequent guest. Oh, yeah, I know. I run the monopoly on guest spots right now. You're a veteran <laughs> guest. Um, I'm just, veteran of the podcast. Oh, it's great to be back. Mm-hmm. Feeling good. Feeling good, looking good. You got a Christmas. I've got a Christmas hat Santa on. You can't see it, but I'm I'm bringing I'm bringing the Christmas spirit to this. Yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of going to talk about Christmas yeah. films. We're going to talk a about a bit. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about lots of things. Yeah, we're going to try and get through all, everything. I want to say off the bat that uh, me personally, I'm a little bit hungover. I don't know about these guys. Oh, I'm, I'm alright. I'm a little I'm a bit, bit slow this morning. So if we're lower energy than we usually are, once again. Apologies. I'm a little bit pruney, if I'm honest. Still, <laughs> we, we had, went to a party last night where there was a pool and... Oh, Sam just lived in the pool. Yeah. Um, anyway, the beer we're drinking this week is a bit an Erdinger Weissbier Dunkel. So, Erdinger is a brand of German beer and um, yeah. we're drinking a, a dark wheat beer. Peter which, told- which is like my favourite type of beer. Peter told me to go out and get a Christmas beer, Christmas German beer. So I got German the German Christmas part beer. of it. Yeah. You got the German part. Not yeah. quite Christmassy, but... It was yeah, a really was, weird request from my point of view. Because it's just like, oh yeah, go get some beer for the podcast. Well, what sort of beer? All you say is German Christmas beer. <laughs> like, is it's that... very specific. <laughs> yeah, well... Anyway, let's, let's taste this puppy. It's very, very dark. It actually looks... Uh, Chris said there's a lot like black coffee. It looks like coffee. Mm, that's the stuff. <laughs> Goes down smooth. I, I, I enjoy it. I mean, yeah. I enjoy dark beer, personally. The bottle looks amazing. Yeah, I, and I've actually been out to their um, their brewery, the Erdinger Brewery out near Munich. Oh, yeah, of course. In, in Germany. Went, yeah, because you actually went there. Yeah, we got to go out there and spent... It was like the best value tour I've ever been on. Basically, you paid 13 euros. They took you all around, got to see all the really cool... Um, bottling facility and then their storage facility has this really cool like robot automation system where right. it's like controlled chaos basically in terms <laughs> of where they store all the big pallets of beer mm-hmm. and no like people don't actually allocate where stuff goes the computer does and only the computer knows where everything is and <laughs> it's all kind of cool like very complicated German efficiency really cool and the one of the coolest things that uh, they were telling us about when we were there is earning and makes an alcohol free beer, right? Which is full of electrolytes. Oh, Jesus. So, anti hangover beer, yeah, it can be used <laughs> as a uh, sports drink. So, you just like never, German athletes, you, just never <laughs> you switch from beer to beer. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Just have that in a squirt bottle with a yeah. Or there are German boxes like that. <laughs> small sips, small sips. 
That'd be great. Uh, so that's my story about yeah, the Yeah, special Edinburgh. beer for a special final episode for this year. We'll be back, but um, this is our final episode for this year. Yeah, I suppose it is. Taking um, a little bit of a break, and then we're going to be back with new exciting things next year. Yeah. We're going um, to be looking at ourselves. Well, we might change up the format a little bit. We might change up the release schedule. give ourselves a bit of a year in review. <laughs> See if we dehydrate yeah. or not. What went right? What went wrong? <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we get into movies of 2016 uh, proper, we want to talk about homework movies because homework movies are a big part of our show. Yep. It's our... I suppose it's like one, our one thing. It's our one segment that we, that we always to need to have. If, we, if, you're, if you're just stumbling under our show for the first time, uh, usually on an episode we talk about TV games uh, and movies. And yeah. Like very occasionally other things like television or podcasts and stuff. And uh, every at the end of every episode we set a homework movie. Something that we know we want to talk about and will be good. Uh, and... Not necessarily usually, always good. Well, no, no, always worth talking about. Yeah. And um, we want to really get into that. And so we set it as homework so you guys you guys don't get too spoiled about that. You can go and watch yeah. that. And it's always, yeah. almost always on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and we've, we, we haven't had one every episode, so it's not like we've had yeah, we've 28 first, of them, but almost. First, I had a bit of a review yeah. of, <laughs> of our episodes and we released... Uh, we we first started doing the homework movie thing around episode six. Mm-hmm. We've had about thirty episodes this year. Yep. Um, we skipped a week around episode nineteen, I think. Okay. But we have a big long list, which I will now just quickly read out. Yeah, because they're um, all good. It's because, a tough one because to it's all stuff to to talk about, and we have talked in depth about all of these films, which you can go back and listen to. Yep. Um, specific specific episodes. Uh, the homework movie is always in the description of the episode. Yeah, so. and I would always I would recommend if you if you any of these jump out at you that you haven't seen or you didn't catch up on your homework movie that week or whatever. These are all guaranteed to be at uh, least interesting. interesting to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the first one we did was No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. Then Watchmen, The Truman Show, Godzilla, L.A. Confidential, American Beauty, Inherent Vice, Hugo, Taxi Driver. Boy, Mrs. Doubtfire, Goodfellas, Hot Fuzz, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, Wet Hot American Summer, Black Mass, Boogie Nights, Searching for Sugar Man, Goodwill Hunting, Ooh. Equilibrium, and ah. finally... <laughs> and finally Creed. Creed, yeah. <laughs> Nice, nice. So, uh, rather than trying to pick just one single movie, like we have to do for the year, yeah. um, let's... I wanted to ask you guys, you know, what what is your what's the, your standout movie from from that list that we've we've gone over? It, well, me, uh, we there's so many. I know, but they're all here. good. It's, it's such a hard thing to. I choose. want to stress that that I really is... enjoyed. I, like, despite how harrowing it is, I really enjoyed watching No Country for Old Men. I think that's just a fantastically made film. Yeah. Um, and just the sense of atmosphere and the way it builds tension and all that is. Is such a good thing about Plus that. like that movie. last scene with Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Just oh, that is a brutal. That is beautiful. <laughs> um, Boy is one of my favorite movies of all time. I know you didn't pick, like you didn't massively rate it, but no. it, it is up there as one of my favorites. Mrs. Doubtfire was such good fun to watch. Oh yeah. Robin Williams is an absolute gem. It was just a just a ridiculous movie though. This it just should not have happened. Any part of it, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
completely uh, American Beauty, bloody this. It's difficult yeah. to choose one. Um, <laughs> go, go. With but it. we must. <laughs> but I must. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Boy. Nice. That's my recommendation for homework movie of the year. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to go with I already know mine just because it's been an actor that I that I adore and have jo- and have enjoyed. You know, pretty much all of his movies, even the the. There are a few stinkers in there. Uh, Jim Carrey in the Truman Show. Oh yeah, Truman Show's got to be it for me. I just. Yeah. We're gonna talk how, about Christmas movies. How can movies. you say you enjoyed all of his movies? Did, we Did you enjoy about... the one where it was like the dude with the penguins in his house? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, b- b- miss, miss. I want to say like Doppler, but that's not it. Um, yeah, it doesn't Mr. matter. Something's penguins. Yeah, Jim Carrey Penguin Man. Mr. Popper's Penguins. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You enjoyed that. I I think I saw it, you know. <laughs> but you I'll refrain from speaking my which opinion. Is, which is already a pretty big step in terms of that movie, and you actually saw it. <laughs> um, I don't know, just... Yeah. Uh, regardless, I, I really like The Truman Show. And there are a lot of good movies, as you say there, but like... It's a good list. Yeah. It is a good list. And I think, um, you know, they're all... Like, looking at this list now, they're all just the best of the best, really, yeah. for most okay. of them. But the yeah. best of the best of the best. So, Trimish with honours. Um, look, for me, it's tough because... I, I So, I, I actually used How Homemade Movies as an opportunity to catch up on one of the movies that I, as a somewhat filmy guy, should have watched. Yeah. Like Equilibrium. Like Equilibrium. Like No Country for Old Men. Yep. I hadn't seen that. Like Taxi Driver? Yep. I think in the new year, at some point, we have to do The Godfather, because right. I've, I've never seen it. I've only seen parts of it's, it. It's one of... Consistently up there in the top ten movies of all yeah, time. Yeah, and it seems like it's a big it's a big gap. Um, yeah. So, I would say maybe... So, No Country for Old Men and Taxi Driver, uh, for me, this year have been really great. Mm. Yeah. But the fact that Good Will Hunting is on this list, I've always loved Good Will Hunting. When we did it, it was maybe the fourth or fifth time I'd watched it. So, in terms of favourite movies, Good Will Hunting, if not, I'd probably go with uh, No Country for Old Men. Yeah. I'd say Good Will Hunting was, yeah, about my yeah. second choice as yeah. well. It, it's yeah. not impossible to choose, like, uh, Beer with Sam and Peter, Homework Movie of the Year. Which is, they're just, yeah. they're just all so Why fantastic. Why are we trying to spit it out? To get something else uh, out of the way before we talk about the year in movies, um, it's Christmas. It's like literally Christmas right now um, when when this is going to be released. And uh, if we're talking movies, we've got to talk Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. So what what are, you, what are you guys watching this Christmas? And there's, what, one, what, there's yeah. one that stands above the rest, really. You've got to mention Die Hard just you, right off the you bat. You've got to watch Die Hard. The best Christmas movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. The, the just the towering superior movie of We of sound Christmas. like we're joking. Like someone laughed at me and I was like, no, Die Hard. It's, it's a goddamn Christmas it movie. It was released... In, on Christmas, it's, it's the set. story is based. It's set in, in Christmas, Christmas. Yes. and every Christmas, it's like at least one channel. Ho ho ho! It. Now I have a machine gun. Oh my <laughs> god! He's channeling Santa. <laughs> y- Yippee ki yay, motherfucker! In my mind, is synonymous with Merry Christmas. Might as well be Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. You know, you you get the crackers. I don't know what other you know countries call it, but you get the crackers. You pop them. The bonbons. Yeah, the bonbons. Yeah. And then called. when I pop them, you hear machine gun fire. Yeah, yeah and then when you pop them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you say, you know, yippee ki yay, motherfucker, to your grandma. Or, yeah. You know, <laughs> whoever you've popped yeah. them with. <laughs> and then she slaps the sass out of your mouth. She probably would. Um, 
<laughs> Other Christmas movies, speaking of Jim Carrey, The Grinch. Grinch. Yes. If Great you're watching one. Christmas movies this year and you're trying to work it out, The Grinch is always a good one, but especially if you have a family. There is one that we did mention just before hitting record, which was, of course, Love, Love Actually. Actually. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that a lot of people... That's a classic. Um, Sometimes it gets mixed... Uh, a mixed reception love actually I feel like there's there's a group of people that really like that movie and a group of people that really dislike that movie I don't know I think you'd have to like definitely have a have a problem like I think most people would be on the fence you know they don't love it but they don't hate it yeah. I think to hate it you would you would or definitely have too, to have a problem with like Hugh Grant or something like that yeah, yeah. I think um, what, yeah they, I think it's oversaturated that's why some people are just sick of yeah, watching it. But I always yeah. like watching live action. Like just the little scenes, you know, where you got Rowan Atkinson packing the gift for Alan Oh Rickman, my god! And yeah. he's doing all the flourishes, and but then like oh, yeah. you're watching, you're watching Love Actually with all all the family, aunties, uncles, cousins, little and, and then the, the, the sex and then act. the sex scene. But hits. it's so lovely that that scene and where like just, they're asking each other out, and you just see it, you know, you just. You're sitting next to your grandma and you're just like, this is not, this is not comfortable. I, uh, Always good to have that bit of what, family awkwardness. What's your favorite love story in love, actually? What's your favorite couple? Um, it's at this point that I remember that Andrew Lincoln is in love, actually. Yes. AKA Rick Grimes. Yes. In the <laughs> yeah. And he's trying to get with Kira Knightley. Yeah. Oh, man. Chris, yeah. Is it, that, that story is quite nice. I think Alan Rickman and his wife. You like, yeah. yeah. It's really well done. In, in terms of like a cheating story, I think it's one of the best in movies. Yeah. Um, it's it's, it's done really un- tactfully. It's, and it's like not bashing you over the head with it as no, well. No. Like, and, and you I think, think it's not, it's showing rather than telling. I and think, I think it's like, what do you do? It, it does, because one of the things that I think a lot of people, especially people who aren't near these kind of things, do is they have a very strong reaction to. Uh, women, women or men, whoever hadn't cheated, uh, staying or or not knowing whether they should stay or go and stuff. Mm. You know, you always just say like, just leave him, sister. Yeah, and then you click your fingers a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, but get the sass. Yeah, going. and I think a lot this, easier said than done. That relationship is a really nice example. Of and I just what, think, well, it's it, like she's really. I think it's a really tortured. Uh, choice that she has to make is like what to do they have ch- those children their life is kind of good everywhere else he had an affair with this receptionist lady like it's not it's, yeah. it's difficult mm. I think you know Alan Rickman's definitely one of the one of the most like graceful actors in yeah. that movie not my, saying that any of them are that bad my favourite love story in, in Love Actually is between uh, Bill Nye Bill Nye oh yeah and his manager <laughs> that's my favorite relationship. Now they end up leaving a Christmas together. The only I found out the only person over they love was you. You know, they, yeah. Let's get drunk and watch porn. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that was my favorite relationship. Yeah, uh, the one that really crushes me. I still I skip through it these days. Is um is frustrating. It's it's the one you know the nurse and her mentally disabled brother. And she meets this Spanish like hunk doctor guy and for some reason they can't be together that baffles me to this day why can't she have a disabled brother and still see this guy on Christmas it's like one day out of the year surely they could work out some sort of oh yeah and there's the little kids as well yep the little girls getting on the plane and the little boy like runs off and ah he should have kissed her yeah yeah Yeah, Liam Neeson that's a big 
That's a big... Uh, it's not killing wolves in this one. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big Christmas film. Yeah. I don't know of any... Um, Home Alone. Christmas movie. Home Alone. Oh, great oh. Christmas movie. Elf. Yeah. If you want to watch a horror movie, you can always watch Krampus. The Santa Claus. I actually think, love Santa Claus. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger made a Christmas movie called Jingle All the Way. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I bet that is fantastic. Pretty sure I've seen that. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, Gremlins. Yeah. What can you say about it? Uh, what else? Uh, I, I love <laughs> Tim Allen, man. Uh, Tim Allen, I just make room for him at Christmas. Like, like uh, what else is he in? Uh, Christmas with the Cranks? Yeah. They've, they've got Lethal Bloody Weapon... Great. I've just Googled Christmas movies and just come up with a list of movies. <laughs> Lethal, Lethal Weapon, Weapon is on here. <laughs> uh, I've heard a lot of people watch Mission Impossible on Christmas. And I don't think that has any Christmas relation. Man, I think, yeah, Christmas, when you've got the whole like family together, it's just a good time in general to watch like some classic films. Yeah. 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 Watch Lilo- a, lot, a lot of people I know watch Lilo and Stitch. Really? Lilo and Stitch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ahana, man. Ahana means, means family. family. Yeah. So, family means Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> For and and Yippee-Ki-Yay, motherfucker, means Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Popping your bonbons. I'm going to be thinking about that this Christmas. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to choose a part yeah, to gonna pop be, with. There's going to be some listener who's just like, pops the bonbon with Grandma at Christmas and is just imagining the fire, the firearm. <laughs> um, but on to the main event, I think. So, yeah. 2016. Yeah, mo- moving right along. 2016 the has year been a year. It's been an movies. interesting year in movies. I think it's been really overshadowed by 2015. We're going to... To me. Uh, I wanted to... Um, I hope I'm not being too harsh, but I wanted to sort of kind of subtitle this because we're going to get into like movies that we didn't necessarily like from this year later yeah well, do you want to do you want to start off with movies we didn't like just okay, so, so just, we can finish off on a positive okay event. so we, we, we won't go in depth about these ones but the, these are movies that, that we have definitely we would, talked about yeah the, and we would and say that to death these are movies that we have watched so you don't have to and i would say i would subtitle this with 2016 was probably a year best described as a year of disappointing sequels yeah. and unnecessary remakes. I want to get one movie out of the way right now. You guys all want us to talk about it, but we're just going to mention it. We bank it to the... The movie, the myth. Batman versus Superman. Chicken, <laughs> Chicken Man versus Idiot, idiot Face. Just <laughs> Garbage movie, don't see. A movie that we have based our entire <laughs> podcast on. <laughs> that we bashed over and over again. If you don't know our opinion on Batman versus Superman, I don't know where you've been. Uh... Garbage movie, don't see it. Yeah. I think it's still our, our take. What do you think was worse? Suicide Squad or Batman vs. Oh, Superman? Batman vs. Superman. Batman vs. Superman was yeah. like... I mean, look, we're comparing two different piles of, of, of shit here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even watch Suicide Squad. My watching of Suicide Squad has been in recent uh, weeks to watch the YouTube clips. Mm-hmm. And then just reaffirm myself that it was a great choice not to give them yeah. any money. I'm pretty much done with DC, I think. I don't think I'll ever In terms watch... of movies. Yeah, I, I don't think, think I'll watch yeah. another DC. Suicide Squad movie. then, another movie that we would say... Uh, don't watch. Don't watch. Just bad. You don't need to. So bad. Getting it's into almost uh, bad, bad, not good. Yeah. <laughs> Getting into sequels now. Jason Bourne. Yeah. I love uh, all of the Bourne movies. And this one was not a Bourne movie. This was terrible. This was an unrealistic action movie, which is all what Bourne movie, the Bourne movies aren't meant to be about. The action uh, scenes are meant to make sense. 
and these ones didn't. There was a ridiculous car chase, and in, in the Bourne movies, I always hold out for those car chases. They're always really great. Oh, yeah, the SWAT vehicle that couldn't be stopped. And this one, it was just him doing that thing oh, where he yeah. just drives through a bunch what of cars. What the fuck? Yeah. And that was so strange. Like, imagine some of the other... The in, little in, engine that could. Yeah. yeah. In Bourne Supremacy, there's that a driving scene where he's in that Mini, and he's um, doing that SWAT, uh, advanced defensive driving technique that, that SWAT people learn, uh, where you drive... Using only the map and your and one mirror, so you, you hold your. I looked that up afterwards ages ago. But where you hold your um, map, you pull out your like big reflex map of the city, and you're driving and watching uh, one mirror that's angled so that you can see the side in front of you instead of behind, and you never look ahead, and it looks really really cool. And he does that to to work out basically you're. If it's in, if, if you're either chasing someone or being chased, it's work. You work out uh, how along the line you're going to lose them or catch yeah. up or catch up to them, mm. and you use the you use the, the map to work that out. Stuff like that. And I mean, it just didn't do a bunch of the really. It smart just didn't stuff. do that. Yeah. yeah. And then there was the the film that like almost it's a weird thing to say, but almost like broke. Slash maimed the internet, which was of course Ghostbusters. Oh, just, oh yeah, uh, it was almost the, the, the crimes just, about around that movie were, were almost all, all about the marketing and then the yeah, and it wasn't the it, to an extent it wasn't even yeah the. Film. I'm really kind of sad that it wasn't better than it was, just to kind of prove the stupid misogynistic internet people wrong. Well, well that was the thing it that was, wasn't really the big issue with this movie though. Peter. But that, it was but that, that is what the, it, it was that. Um. It was the attacks on reviewers who who didn't review it positively um, from everyone were calling them misogynist. You were a misogynist if you didn't review the movie positively. That was the biggest. That's what I was going to say. Is um, it wasn't even problem. the film. It was everything but the film. It was this it horrible was, to cultural touch yeah, touchstone was, where was, everybody. You know, it's one of those things where everyone's talking about it. So I've got to go out and I've got to learn a little bit about it so I can say something when people bring it up. And the one thing everyone learnt was um, this movie's got a, a bunch of female leads. If anyone says they don't like this movie, they're a misogynist. And then just when, yeah, it, when it, it turned was, out to be a bad movie and people started reviewing it, it was it was a storm. It was a mess. Yeah. Um, so that was that was kind of shit. That hit hard. Yeah. Um, Talking about other bad superhero films like you know BBS and uh, Suicide Squad, we had a uh, X Men. X Men. Oh yeah. Which was the apocalypse. Uh, of, of I, superhero I, films. I always enjoy those X-Men movies even though it's wrong and it's like a sick pleasure <laughs> I always I, enjoy them I, I really, even watched I really even, liked First Class oh, yeah, I thought yeah. X- X-Men 1 is really good I even watched Last Stand going other bits of this I enjoyed like but, yeah. but this it was just pretty bad it was pretty bad Days of Future Past was okay there was a cool Quicksilver yeah. scene yeah I mean, but I mean they kind of just redid that from the previous movie yeah and I yeah. thought the previous movie's one was better yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was funnier. Yeah, um, yeah, and th- there just wasn't the. I was just silly. It was just stupid. Shit villain. It's just stupid. Like it I've talked just... about X Men before. And I really like them, and and I think that that no movie, maybe First Class a little bit, but no other movies really captured the reason that X Men does so well. Like the whole point of that comic series is to be a superhero, like soap opera. Yeah, um, it's all and meant they, to be yeah. about the relationships and quiet moments and what happens in their own lives 
rather than you know, like in between the world ending events. Yeah, and yeah. they kind of tried to capture a bit of that. Yeah, they but did. then the the other parts of the movie were just so terrible. Yeah, it was, it was such a mess. Um, like, yeah, honestly, like, the I, more I think about it, I, I, I like I really like the stuff that they were doing with like the eighties. Like the eighties feel that they kind of tried yeah. to capture, and then the the stuff with the kids. My like, favorite X Men uh, stuff that came out in movies this year was uh, in Deadpool. I thought for me, Colossus, yeah, that has for to instance, be is one a, of the yeah, he's like one of the best movies of the year. Great character in X Men, Colossus, it was. and it's because he's this massive X Men like dude and um, uh, powerhouse or whatever. Uh, but he's really really sweet. Um, and like proper and polite and shy and stuff. And I think I, you saw that a little bit in Deadpool. I thought that was really great. He was a great counterpoint to Deadpool himself. Yeah. The yeah. nip, the nip slip scene is the scene that I always think about where he stops <laughs> to be like, Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> no, so Deadpool, Deadpool was a very, very good. Yeah. Well, before we talk about all expectations of this year that were good. Is there, are there any more that you want to warn people uh, off? I think Chris? it was... I don't know if I really want to warn people off because I don't think people would have watched this anyway, but the remake of Ben-Hur... Oh, yeah. Just... just I, I almost feel like the, the execs... It's that got went Morgan ahead, Freeman in it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, the execs that went ahead with that film... Oh, my God. ...must not have understood film. I, might, I admire like they don't understand on those people, though. Like, they don't understand the place that Ben-Hur has. Bigger than Ben-Hur. Bigger than uh, Ben-Hur... A, a saying that is pretty much just in the English culture now. In the English yeah, language. in our lexicon. And uh, Man. they just, they thought, yeah, why not make one of, like, one of cinema's kind of milestones, you yeah. know? Just remake it as, like, shitty CGI bad I mean, actors. Yeah, you don't have to have Which watched Ben-Hur or you don't have to have, like, know much about it. But, like, most people will have heard that yeah. it is a film. And then they decided to remake it in the classic... Hollywood give us as much money as you can. Yeah, there's this really way. big recycling of, of movies going on. Like it, it, it's almost it's got this own little signature thing to it though. Those movies as well. It is like a recycle more than a sequel or a reboot or anything like that. Mm. Like it's basically the same movie. Sometimes, but just with with the different, same different yeah. actors, but better and, special and effects. the same like yeah. bastardized Hans Zimmer bloody soundtrack. But, but no soul. Yeah, no yeah. soul, and you yeah. can really tell. I think. A lot of a lot of sequels are also bad, and a lot of reboots tend to be bad. But um, at least with them, sometimes you, a sequel. I've been really enjoyed watching a sequel. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, this year sure. and last year, like sometimes you can really tell. For me, it's that test where you can tell that someone wanted to make that movie. Yeah, you know, you can tell it apart from say a Spider-Man sequel, where like that's the best example for me because that's a, that's not only a movie where no one wanted to make that movie. But it was a movie where people had to make that movie. Yeah. For legal that, reasons. Is that the, had the to Amazing make Spider-Man 2? Well, yeah. Or The Amazing Spider-Man 1. Or any of them. I really liked The Amazing Spider-Man 1. Really? Yeah. I felt I like... it was good. I thought it was a much better Spider-Man than Tobey Maguire. Well, if you watch 2, though, it's just this movie that... I love Tobey That no one wanted to make. <laughs> yeah. No one wanted to make that movie. Yeah, it was weird. So. I think the only other film that wasn't that great was... Um, but I... Magnificent 7... Uh, oh, I would. I enjoyed that movie. It though. was fine, so but I wouldn't recommend people I, I, see if it. You're, if you're into, I mean, if you're looking for a western, like yeah, a proper it was, western, it's probably not a proper western. It was just cliche. That's it. Like, but if it's an action movie, if you wanted a yeah. mindless action movie, it, it is that. Yeah, it, it ticks every single box. You know, yeah. you you know the characters before they even come on screen. You know their bullshit storylines before they even come on screen. But that's fine. Like, 
Yeah. It's not a bad film because it just, it goes, you know, ticks all the boxes. It's a good action movie. It's not a Western. Yeah. I, I feel like that's, that's where I, I name it. You know, it. it's got the, you know, the sneaky roguish character that actually has a heart of gold the whole time. It's got the main well, Chris stoic. Pratt, I mean, that was my biggest problem with that movie when we, when we talked about it was that there were so many actors playing themselves or playing that typecast role. Denzel Washington. As the stoic, my family Which is Denzel Washington. And then Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. It, mm, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. To move away from so negative shit. I mean, Why don't yeah. we go to sort of more middling movies and then sort of build a pyramid <laughs> towards our movie. Middle movies. Ooh. Well, uh, Captain America Civil War. I thought that was a good movie. I thought it was a good movie too. Uh, you know what? It's interesting with those movies though because it's... In terms of being a theatrical masterpiece... No, I wouldn't, certainly not. Like, it's same with Avengers, right? I wouldn't put, say Avengers was a theatrical masterpiece. Um, I would still say it's one of the best films of the year. Though. I really... Yes, but I really loved Civil War. Civil War, was, for me, was a milestone in in where, our mo- where movies are at and where comics books are at. Where those sort of big blockbuster movies I happen. couldn't... I was it, so it was, amazed it, watching it, that it movie. It was just the polar opposite to Batman vs Superman. It did all the things that Batman vs Superman tried to do yeah. but just failed at, it did them it captured, and executed well. It captured that idea that, that what what most comics are about. You know, like, we got through everyone's origin story 20 years ago. Yeah. And and, and this big sort of world, you feel like everyone's connected. And mm. then they brought this together in what um, comic book events are like these days, which is just a massive... A massive story with all these different heroes who know each other, who don't have to be explained, mm. and who have these great interactions. And specifically in Marvel big events, you know, all these great comedic interactions as well as as well as all the action. And I think they did that really well. They had a huge cast, mm. Mm. and yet I felt like everyone got their time. Like it would, and yeah, you must think it, like it, it made the Falcon a not shit character, oh, which is tough, which is yeah. amazing. It did uh, a fairly good uh, reiteration good, good of Spider Man. Yep, they had all. Uh, yeah, good job with oh, Ant Man. I was so ha- I was. You can't no, good I, I can't tell you how amazed, how happy I was with that. Like I, I've been a diehard Spider Man fanboy my whole life, and it's been really rough <laughs> watching those movies. And I I given up all hope. I went with the Civil War. I heard Spider Man was going to be in it. I didn't even get excited. I was I was like, is it? I'm not doing this anymore. And um. He, they he, they did it. They exactly what we we're all saying. Like give them back to Marvel, they'll be able to fix him, and they fix him. Yeah. No 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 time at all. It was easy. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to. Uh, the I new can't Spider-Man imagine. Movie. I can't imagine it was easy. Actually. Oh yeah yeah. Um, I but, was just thinking like that movie must have cost like that movie must have been a big yeah. risk because all those big name actors have yeah. big old paychecks to be paid. Hiring hiring um oh god hiring uh Tony Stark. Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. alone is a big financial yeah. risk at, at the rates he charges to play Iron Man. Yeah. He, he, is, he is still like, I think, pound for pound, buck for buck, one of the best return on investment actors in Hollywood at yeah. the moment. But it's a big investment you yeah. have to make. Um, but it made the... But those, those movies would be nothing without it. introduced him. a new character in all, <laughs> as well, getting all these, getting all these characters yeah, together. Um, it also Black introduced Panther, Black Panther, Panther and they did it. Very well. And yeah. I really, he's like probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, well, what Marvel. Kind of, what kind is a pretty cool place? Yeah, and uh, I, I was, I was really happy with how you know it was simple too. They they probably spent a bit 
too much time on him, but it was like enough time that we yeah, kind of avoided the whole, you know, exposition. And, and, and it now means that we don't have to have a complete yeah. origin story for yeah, the next We don't movie. have to have because I don't know if he can hold a movie on his no. own. I don't think no, he can. No. It, it did bring a good. Well, I think I think that's this is the direction now. This is the sort of phase that they've entered. Um, and I think you actually see a list of their plan, their big twenty-year plan for this, um, where now the goal is to not have any more Marvel movies that are about one single character. So the first one of these being Spider-Man Homecoming, where Spider-Man is going to be in it, but Robert Downey Jr. is going to be half of the movie as well. It's yeah. going to be an Iron Man and Spider-Man movie. And then the next movie, you know, there'll be a Hulk and Thor movie and it's Ragnarok. And, you know, like, it'll just keep going like that. Yeah, which I really like because... Um, one of the other the other Marvel movie that came out this year that we haven't talked about yet, Doctor Strange, oh, yeah, I thought was awesome. just it was another origin story completely about him, and I thought that was it was just such a waste of time. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that movie, but I you, I, I recognise that it is sort of a it's a movie that it existed like that that should exist. Yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, with the rest of them. Yeah. Or or yeah, like Peter said, yeah, I think it was a pretty. Good movie. I liked it, but uh, yeah, a bit too much focus on him. I know it's an origin movie, but if they'd added in... I'm just yeah. I'm just sick of seeing those sort of films. Yeah. He's a really interesting character in the comic books, Doctor Strange, and he, he features a lot more because um, in Marvel, in DC, there's actually a lot of magic. Mm. In Marvel, there's hardly any because yeah. it's such a science-y kind of... It, it, Marvel really bases itself in science. Um which is weird, but it really, really do. Even even in their magic, they usually explain it as so. All of Thor's magic is explained as futuristic technology. Yeah. Uh, even including Thor's hammer. I was actually watching. Uh, I was talking. I went to the large. Ha- this is a very tangent, but I think it, it's worth talking about on the podcast because it was really interesting to me mm. and about. Uh, it really was exciting to me in terms of how movies weren't like informing real life discussion. Um, like Star Trek and their sliding doors, and now we have sliding doors. You know, that's my yeah. favorite anecdote. Um, I was I, I went to a, the Large Hadron Collider exhibit, which is traveling around the world, and is currently in Brisbane. Oh, really? Where we live. Uh, this is a week before Christmas when we record, so I don't know if it's around now, guys. But um, uh, I went to that, and I had a conversation about graviton particles and the Higgs field um, that involved Thor, specifically Thor's hammer. Mm. Um, and the Juggernaut. What? And it was so great. Well, do it you want to, do so you want to give us the like, uh, shortened version of this conversation? Well, we were talking about the Higgs field, which is uh, and Higgs. Well, we, just, you've heard about the Higgs, the you've heard physics about, yeah the Higgs boson <laughs> particle, which is yeah. one of the interests that the team at CERN, or two teams at CERN, were, were originally looking at with the Large Hadron Collider, and they have yeah. now found the Higgs boson particle, which is which crazy. is crazy. More connected to the Higgs field, which it which would help to describe basically um, how more how gravity works and why matter has mass in a vacuum, yeah, and, and in space, stuff like that. And uh, they were also he was also talking about this theoretical particle called called the graviton particle, which is a particle that um, uh, use uh, ba- like transforms energy into mass in- into a stronger gravitational field around an object. Okay. 
Um, and that is the explanation that that it comes from the comics. And ages ago, Marvel invented this particle called the gra- called the gravity particle, the graviton particle, and that explained how Thor's hammer's curse worked. So the spell on it, um, and Hank Pym is analyzing the hammer, mm. Ant Man, right, and comes up with actually how it works. Yeah, and it is science, which Tony Stark is really, um, you know, gets really shitty about and gives the Thor, Thor a bunch of crap. Where, where it's, um, it uses graviton particles to increase its mass to the point where it is immovable. Yeah. If someone who's unworthy tries to move it. And how's it determined the unworthiness? Yeah. Uh, well, well, that's, that's, that's part of the spell, but like it's. Oh, so it is, so it is magic. Yeah. yeah. And then, but, well, he, I guess he, his point is he doesn't understand exactly how that worthiness makes sense, but. But scientifically, but, that's scientific, that's how it's, the curse works. Okay, you can see it. He can see it happening when he tries yeah. to pick it up. And they also talk about how that's that's what the Juggernaut does when something tries to stop him from moving. Mm. His um, mutant gene at, like pulls or pulls all this energy to to uh, energy into these graviton particles to uh, make him unstoppable. Yeah, to increase his mass enough to offset it. Mm. which is really interesting. And he also talked to me about how if there was a really immovable object, not a, a technically immovable object, not a practically immovable object like the Juggernaut, then they would just create a black hole as soon as he moved through air and tried to stop him. Oh, yeah, yeah. He would pull in infinite energy to make sure yeah, that there yeah. was an absolutely no change instead of practically no change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyways, cool. fun times back, aside, back from the physics we may cut that out. We may cut that out, but I, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I, I enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah. I, 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 I definitely, you don't care. I definitely cocked up all that explanation as well. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not at how graviton particles work at all. Me stupid. Me teach English. <laughs> um, but that was... Um, so that's kind of the Marvel movies. Yeah, and, and um, I De- De- we mentioned Deadpool, Deadpool already. Deadpool, but... I think we should mention that now. I, I also well, think that... what about your pyramid? Yeah, well, <laughs> we started by talking about fucking Civil War. So <laughs> fuck the uh, pyramid at this point. It's just yeah. going to be a big, like, it's just more like a like a rectangular pyramid. <laughs> Now, now we're on to a talk <laughs> about geometry. About geometry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Deadpool. Not a movie that I put up on the theatrical masterpieces lists. Either. Definitely not. But one of the funniest movies of the year. A really, really funny movie, and and one and for me the most faithful comic book movie. I've, yeah, I was going to say in terms of fidelity. I've ever seen it, it. Regardless of whether you enjoyed it, it did its job. It it was the Deadpool story that you know, um, despite the odds. Yeah, despite it. all the odds of making an R-rated Deadpool movie. Yeah. And having it work, I mean, and, and it was successful. The ball's on touching so that one as well, with all the already like crazy Deadpool fandom that goes on in the internet and, and, and at conventions. You can always see a bunch of Deadpools and stuff. Mm. It's a big deal, mm. um, whether you sort of are into it or not. Mm. And it was great. I don't know. It's one of those movies where I feel like on, on this podcast we uh, we really don't give good movies enough to you, but it's just because we just say. Well, what else can you movie. say? It was good. Yeah. It was really, it was really, really good. Yeah. One of the best of the year. Highest sure. grossing R-rated movie of all time. Yeah. Which I'm not surprised by at all. No. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if in the next few years we see more R-rated superheroes. Again, movies. a really Batman great versus, point Batman vs. Superman Suicide Squad were R-rated, I think. Uh, I don't know what was... Oh, no. Suicide Squad was PG. 
But Batman vs Superman was R rated. What was in it that was R rated though? Amy uh, Adams didn't have like any nudity. She wasn't actually. Was she? Was she not? Um, it's like American R rated, which is like our MA fifteen plus. Mm. I suppose so. Okay. Didn't even have like anyone dying apart from the people that Batman killed. I don't know. It <laughs> might have been just so ridiculous. It might have been the it might have been the director's cut. But even then, like they died. I'm pretty sure it was R rated. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, another. So that's yeah. That's pretty much superhero movies. Okay. Um, this year. What did you mm. want to talk about? I have my list. I'll so, in terms of middling movies this year, I think now is probably a good time to talk about Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yes. that was a movie that... Our, I, our council here all has, like, slightly differing yeah, opinions. Yeah, yeah. And we're actually seated in order of... Uh, yeah, it's the, very like interesting as well um, how this movie has been received because... Um, it can go seriously both ways. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is almost two movies. Yeah. There's um, the whole Fantastic Beasts side, which is all very cute and... Whimsical. Whimsical. And, and about, Harry, very Harry Potter. Very Harry Potter. Yeah, Potter. and about these Fantastic Beasts. And then the other side is a much more, uh, much darker story, which is still a Harry Potter story. Um, but yeah, it's just a much darker, uh, almost kind of scary story. Um, involving, uh, Grim, Grimwald? Yeah. Grim, hmm. Grimwald? Is that his name? Yeah. Am I saying it wrong? Something like that. Saying it wrong? Yeah. Anyway. It's not, it's not that. The right. second most darkest wizard in Harry Potter. Yeah. And, um. Is it Grimwald? The thing of Grimwald would be adequate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grindelwald? Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Yeah. Involving, yeah, involving Grindelwald, uh, the second darkest wizard in Harry Potter history. It was like the first Dark Lord. The yeah, yeah. So, well, sort of, yeah. I, I, I've always understood him to be big v. less uh, psychotically evil mm. uh, and more more of a darker character. And someone described him to me as I want to Harry Potter buff um, described him to me as uh, he's like almost like the Malcolm X. Uh, in the whole muggle, oh, yeah, muggle versus, wizard yeah. debate, he basically thinks that you know, they can't coexist and that muggles are inferior. Uh, he is very much like Malcolm X. And then in, in that sort of way, he's very much like uh, Magneto in X-Men. He is a villain, but he sort of thinks that he's protecting wizard kind. Um, which seems weird if you've only read Harry Potter, but the whole idea I understand it is that in the 20s and stuff, it was very much the other way around. Muggles... Everyone was scared of muggles. Yeah, um, I don't know, but I think so. In in order from person who disliked most to person who liked most, we yeah, got yeah, Peter I'm, in the disliking I, camp. I'm I, in the middle. Yeah, and Sam's. Well, and, well, that's it. the interesting thing. So that I was going to get to is that some people like one half of that movie, and other people like the other, and it's not always the same. Yeah, it's. I really liked all the Fantastic Beasts yeah. stuff. I. I I didn't think uh, those characters, like um, Eddie Redmayne and the um, the other, like the, the other three, lead. the other the th- female lead, uh, um, yeah. I didn't think they were all that uh, charismatic and compelling as characters. I just, I was, but I did yeah. like that side of the story. Whereas I felt that the sort of Dark Lord stuff sort of didn't really go anywhere interesting. Mm. At, like it just kind of devolved into the end. It was going to be a big boss fight. Um, and, and I could have probably dealt with the sort of awkward, 
um, understated character that was Eddie Redmayne's character. Which was if, very much the intention just, of that character. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I can appreciate that. But for me, what is what really makes those Harry Potter movies, and it's kind of crazy that they were able to do it for, for over eight films, is, the, is the, the main trio, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, just anchor it so well, such great chemistry together, and are just good, like, fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas this was a bit different in, in sort of, of tone. What about the side characters? Like, I, I find it difficult to believe that people didn't like Kowalski. Uh, oh, everyone's at the Baker guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. When no, he, I he, like like the, he was so innocent. The giggle water. Yeah, everyone laughed oh. at that joke. <laughs> oh well, my favorite part of that whole movie was losing my shit when I realized this is this is me, the massive Sons of Anarchy fan. That Ron Perlman was yeah. in it as a goblin. <laughs> yeah, and it was everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> Harry Ron Perlman was in Harry Potter, and I just. I yeah. had a moment. And the more, I blacked the, out. <laughs> the more roles Ron Perlman gets, the brighter the he's world great becomes. Every, uh, like, he oh. plays that exact role in well, but, so many movies. It, but it's so, so great. Like he was in like, you, you can just step Rear. off. It's not like it's not like a Chris Pratt's in a situation where you want him to play different roles. I don't want him to do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Go go watch Hellboy again if you think that's oh, a bad thing. Pacific Rim. His his cameo oh. Pacific Rim. Hannibal Chow. His boots. His, oh. his favorite historical figure in his favorite restaurant. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, anyways, was, he was wonderful. Um, um, yeah, I I was yeah I I'm in the middle like. I, contrary to Peter, I actually liked the darker side of it. I liked mm. the whole undercurrent of where is Grindelwald? What is he up to? And yes. he could be anywhere and every, you know, a- anywhere and everywhere. And, um, you know, that whole muggle versus non well versus wizard and witches, obviously. Sort of prejudice. Yeah. yeah like, but, I, but that just didn't really go anywhere. But like, I, I like... I, I, sort that, of, that, I like that thread is meant to carry on through the rest of the films. Yeah. Not, yeah, but it, this should be able to stand by itself. I know they're going to make fucking five of them. I really felt but... like it did stand by itself. When you say it doesn't go anywhere, I mean, we found out who... Not that you, you, you had any, had you any, any trouble doubt, finding right? out who We found out who Grindelwald is. There's a climactic uh, fight or confrontation at the end. He's arrested. He says he's going to come back. Credence... Credence's storyline I really liked. I ashamedly was fooled by the bait and switch of his sister being mm. the yeah. But, but but there was just no stakes. Like what, there, do, you mean? Like, what do you mean? What was gonna happen? Credence was like, gonna get used well, for no, nefarious ends or die. What were these people even? What were the like anti magic people even doing? Like why why well, they, well, why are the wizards all so scared of the that, muggles? That, like. They, they really didn't seem to build that, like, well, because anti-wizard sentiment apart from just well, the, a, the, a few... The wizards are specifically... A group of crazy people. The wizards, like, wizarding community isn't specifically afraid of people like the New Salamers. They're, they're afraid of... They never mention them specifically and, and they're being afraid of them. They're, they're, they're more afraid of... Uh, they're more, like, just afraid of past interactions, right? They're They're... Um, I just they always it. refer to like re- like a long time ago. Um, they refer to actual Saleming and and 
all that sort of wizarding prejudice. I just felt that they didn't sell that very well, though. I mean, I mean that's been a thing in every movie, right? Oh. You can't show Muggles magic. Yeah, if you can't I, know, I know, I know, but it made it seem like a lot bigger stakes. Yeah, this time. I'll agree with that. But I liked, I, I still liked kind of the the darker theme of Harry Potter. I know yeah. that a lot of movies these days take that horrible route of trying to make themselves Gritty. edgy as fuck, and it just yeah, turns out yeah. cringeworthy. And but this stupid, has been a but... direction that um, Rowling has been wanting to take for a very, very long time. When, when she first pitched the first Harry Potter book to publishers, she was then making it really clear that um, this is a book involving children that will grow up right. And right now it is a, it is quite like a children's book, but I would like to make this darker as they grow older. And that's good. That's what I'm selling you. And you I mean, wouldn't want children to read my final book. Yeah. Um, and th- this is, yeah, this is the direction that she's been wanting to go for a while. And this is, it, I feel like this is really the continuation of that. Yeah. Um, coming into but, the storyline that we're going to see with Grindelwald. I don't know. It just didn't feel entirely necessary to me. Hmm. Well, to parts me... Of it, parts of it definitely weren't. Um, it, was way, it felt way too long. I was not looking for... I was. I came into this movie not really wanting to see it because all I had seen of it was the Fantastic Beasts and I, and I wasn't really too excited about that. I, like, a, like a cute animal thing. I wasn't... It wasn't my thing. Um, and I, so I was really pleasantly surprised. Also, on a very uh, very small side note, I really wanted Percival Graves to be an actual character. I had like a Mad Eye Mooney moment where I'm like, can't you just actually be this guy instead of a, 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 an imposter? Because I wanted to see more of Mr. Graves. I thought yeah. he was great. I thought his fashion sense was on point. <laughs> I, now I've never seen such great robes. What I don't get is why they let him into the magic like police. as an aura yeah well auras are always typically a little dangerous i mean yeah they I, know, are people I, know, who I know i know with... i know i know but like Matt, sure, I know. surely they are able to figure out that this big dark scary people that's been killing all these people and then just suddenly this guy who has the exact same head, haircut shows up for as... a job interview and becomes the like but head I, of the police department i don't think he showed up just the other day i think yeah. he's been there for a while and the idea is with that opening as scene with all cover. the newspapers is that He's disappeared for a long time. And someone was explaining to me that the attack that you see at the start. Right. Which I love, by the way. It set set me up for like, I was like, oh. You know, where it starts with that sort of jump scare moment of him like killing all those guys in one go. Um, Is that after that, like he disappeared in the explosion. So he took the identity of someone else. So I don't know whether that man may have actually already existed at some point as well. Percival think, Graves. Maybe did. Percival Graves was one of the auras that was sent to get him. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and then he swapped That's that what I with him. I, I, I assumed it was something like that. I would question why the only other guy who knows how to use magic as good as Dumbledore, uh, like, what, is just your, your random aura guy. Like, no one question. You know when... Like, he's like, Mr. Graves, could you just grab that case? And, he, you know, he's just sort of like, no one's, no one's needed, does all that crazy, does all that magic. Like, Akio's the case, but also he's doing a bunch of other stuff throughout yeah. the movie without a wand. Um, and from my understanding, that's tough. Like, that's really tough. Professors at Hogwarts, they still whip out the wand. They don't, they can't do that. Mm. That's something Dumbledore does and Harry does once, mm. you know? Stuff like that, I feel like, mm, I, I the one thing I will say about him is that I was really looking forward to him um, from that moment when we when he started to get desperate and when he just reveals himself and tries chase after credence. I was really enjoying how they were setting that feel, that mood up 
where he was not afraid. You know, he wasn't afraid of Credence. Yeah. Which should say something about his character. Mm. Um, but more importantly, he wasn't afraid of the other auras or the council or the president yeah. finding out who he was. They, he was almost dismissive of them. Yeah. And so all that I felt was leading up to him really easily and spectacularly taking out a bunch of auras. Yeah. And, and that didn't really happen. Um, and I thought that was kind of upsetting to me. Mm. Overall, I don't think you can call it a bad film. I, yeah, I really no, enjoyed I, it. I, I didn't hate it. The Niffler was fantastic. I, I was a bit disappointed with it. Yeah, like I, I, it was it was fine, but I didn't love it. Yeah, and I kind of was I was really hoping to love it. Anyways, I, I did enjoy it. But talking about other movies that came out this year that were big ticket items um, that I particularly was surprised by and really enjoyed, and your middle of the your middle pyramid, <laughs> Peter, um, Rogue One. Yeah, we recently watched Rogue One. It came yeah. out at the so, end yeah, of the year. Speaking of movies that came out like end of the year, yeah, big um, blockbusters. And I was really surprised by Rogue One. Um, I, haven't having, watched, I haven't watched Rogue One. We really bashed ha- yeah, the trailer. Ha- having us uh, <laughs> spend ten minutes on the podcast, bashing the trailer way back in like episode seven, completely yeah. tearing apart the trailer. It was really, it was really good, a good movie. And yeah. I, I, we won't spoil it was this a one really too much. Solid movie. Yeah, because it's potentially something that people haven't seen. Yeah, and Chris hasn't seen it. It's, it's one of those movies that you kind of know how it's going to end, but that doesn't really matter. It's a nice, like, you know, this is, this is the movie about the people that steal the plans for the Death Star. Mm. Yeah. And that is basically the film, but they produce a really good story around that. I love, I love anything small and self-contained in Star Wars universe, you know? Yeah. One of the things, the, 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 the movies, um... kind of have a problem with is that um, the main character uh, characters are always the most important person in the entire galaxy yeah and um, they deal with these really big themes which are interesting and and great and pivotal to to everybody Um, but you miss some of the smaller things yeah and you and a lot of things that are also very difficult for everybody else in the galaxy to do are really easy for Jedi to do so to watch this movie, I thought it was a really nice, refreshing change. Yeah, because where it's not just lightsabers and mind well, tricks. Well, also this entire film, this entire thing that they did, that it was a real struggle and cost almost everyone's lives, right? Um, Spoiler. Could have been done very well, not really. I mean, it, it, the movie is made from a line many Bothans died to bring yeah. this information. Um, no Bothans. No Bothans though. Uh, Motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Um, it would have been, yeah, like, so so been over in 15 minutes if you gave a Jedi this job. Yeah. You know? And so I really liked them watching so, it. Just so like, I'm just going to give a bit of a spoiler warning now so we can talk a bit about some of the things that I thought were done oh, so well in the movie. But Chris, eh, it's all right. I, I mean, what what can you spoil for a movie that's a prequel? Uh, you should okay, see it anyway. There, there's just one thing in particular that I want to talk about yeah, that is something I've, I've never seen in yeah. a live action film is... They brought back some characters from episode four. Yes. So two as, as like CGI people, yeah. like CGI computer rendered their faces. That's no spoilers. That's, that's not really a spoiler. Yeah. Easy. It's already heard about that. I think. So governor, yeah. governor Tarquin, who, no, no, Grand Moff. Grand Moff. Well, he's governor in this. <laughs> I know, but um, that he, title. He is the guy who says fire when ready. <laughs> yeah. Fire when ready. Of course, and, and, in a movie about the Death Star, you have to have him in there. 
Um, and my, the story behind that is that he uh, was actually alive, but it died shortly after they decided to start the movie. So they decided to still have his character in there. So he's CGI'd in there, but he doesn't voice his character. Yeah. Um, and then also Princess Leia is in at the end. Yes. Carrie Fisher. Uh, but, but CGI. No, it's CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah Princess I know. Leia. CGI Tarquin. Did she voice her CGI? I believe uh, she did. Probably. Probably. CGI so Tarquin is, is really good. Like you can tell, but he's, he's quite good. Yeah, it's... To me, it was immediately obvious that it was computer generated. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they just, the technology is just not quite there yet. Yes. So, who does um, Ben Mendelsohn play then? The, the Australian actor. He's the, he's the main. He's the uh, actual he's guy in charge of the construction. Of the yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a really great actor, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, I was going to say. He can play, like in this movie, really austere and, and, and like um, well bred and superior. And then real, yeah, real Logan. Really scary in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. The most scary he's, Australian villain. He's great. In what about Chopper? Have you I mean, seen that, Animal Kingdom? No, he's It's great. like the most... Oh, he's a fantastic... He's a really actor. underrated actor. I he's he's putting Australia on the map. Him, yeah, uh, Sam Rockwell. Like, I put him in that sort of realm of actors that need yeah. to be utilised more. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was so happy to see him in the trailer. I'm like, Madison. Yes. He is... Not utilized that well, I thought. No, probably not. He doesn't really have that many scenes. But he's still there. And, and he's kind of just a villain. It's always really. nice, but it, they they do do a reasonable job for a movie of building up the villains a little bit. Yes. And, um, and get, building the relationships between characters. And the my, the big draw for me, like, my, my household is a big Star Wars household. Like, we probably have about 12 or 13 toy lightsabers in the house I saw time. about four upstairs um, okay. we probably have like three voice changer masks we've got the Kylo Ren we've got the Death Trooper we've got Darth Vader you know like we've got everything we all were watched we're made to watch Star Wars me and my brother at a very young age um, we have all the DVDs of the Clone Wars TV series um, and to us any small any small tidbit of of more information about the world is also really appreciated yeah. So the it, thing that I gave, I told my mum as a big draw to see this movie, and my mum, you get to see where Darth Vader lives, <laughs> and she's like, oh, you know, like, and she was like guessing where it is, and even though it's a small part of the movie and it's not a spoiler, I mean, like, spoilers, Darth Vader lives somewhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> he has a fortress. He's not dead by this one. Yeah. Oh. He has he has a fortress where he has this big back to tank where he, you know, takes off all his armor. Um, you get to see Darth Vader with no armor. Nice. Um. Which I thought was really, I don't know, it's little tidbits that I really like. You go to see, uh, what's the country, the, the planet's called something like Jund, but isn't Jund. Because Jund is a type of but, but they magic do, they, do, they do a lot of um, planet hopping. Yeah. The, it, you just get to see a lot of, a lot more of the Star Wars yeah. stuff. They're fleshing out the backstory, kind of doing what the whole extended universe that they completely chucked out. And I agree a doing lot. Doing a lot of what that was. I agree a lot with what other people were saying about the casting, unfortunate casting that's going on with episode seven and this movie. And that is, um, although I think she'll go on to do a good job, the woman that, I forget her name, the woman that was cast to play um, Ren. Yeah. In episode seven. Ray. Ray, sorry. Ray in episode seven, yeah. Um... Just didn't have the acting chops that people are expecting. Oh, they, I, I, thought I, she, I thought she was great. You really? I, yeah. I, I thought she, she struggled. And I know that she had a lot of problems on set. Uh, the director kept calling her wooden. She kept 
having a little bit of a uh, breakdown about it. It Wait, was tough. And as in, Stacey Ridley. Yeah. As in in Rogue One or... A... No, in, in Episode 7. Oh, in Episode 7. In Rogue One, I thought the lead actress was much better. I, I, no, I, I really feel, liked her. I, I feel the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> in typical... It's a typical Beer with, Pet, Pet, Beer with Sam and Peter style, yeah. you feel the opposite. Yeah. I, I thought Daisy Ridley was fine. I thought she was good. I really... I'm, I'm, we, I, should get you, we should get you a Beer with Sam and Peter like... Peter, I was thinking about merchandise. I feel the opposite. Yeah, and yours is like your little cartoon face that we have for our artwork. I feel the opposite. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was just, yeah, I was just drawn in by Daisy Daisy Ridley's performance. Oh, yeah. yeah, like I know a lot of our friends actually don't like Ray, but I did just because I'd never seen a proper uh, Jedi who was female. And yeah. although she was Mary Sue all the way, just yeah. the best at everything, there which all, is just there are not a lot of female Jedi in the um, extended universe. In, yeah, but yeah, they throughout the EU. I'm saying like on oh, the yeah. screen. Like, yeah, oh, you yeah. know something that everyone's going to see. I was like, oh, this is new. You know, this is really cool. So at the end of like episode seven, I was pretty excited. But uh, we'll see where they go. Yeah. We'll see how it goes with episode eight. I yeah, I I, th- I think at the end of the day, it, I was. Pleasantly surprised that they were able to pull off this movie in a satisfying. Yeah, oh yeah, I um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I also liked there was a there was a opening one of the opening scenes that I won't spoil. Um, but there was an opening scene that established one of the main characters as being pretty morally ambiguous, which I really enjoyed. And you're not expecting um that or at least i wasn't just because in such a good guy versus bad guy like star wars is kind of yes and it's more it it sort of delves a small bit into how um soldiers in a war on both sides get into that certain mentality and i think it's i think if you're talking about a real war a civil war or otherwise um it turns everyone into bad guys yeah and uh I think they did this kind of well mm. as well. Yeah. So I, I, we both kind of came out of it and thought possibly better than episode seven, but I feel yeah. I, I, in order to definitively, definitively say that, I probably have to see them both again. And I like to backpedal a little bit. I'm just I, I, I was trying to make I was trying to more say that the actress in in Rogue One I thought really fit her character and I thought she was really good mm. more than um, Ray was was bad, but. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Yeah, so I'm, definitely, I'm, I'm definitely worth seeing. Um, yeah. I think we probably need to pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah, start. so we'll, we'll run through them. I think we wanted to talk exactly about some big ticket items and we'll really talk about uh, flesh them out. Talk about in, in rapid fire. Talk well, really quickly about uh, kids' movies. Zootopia. Zootopia. The, was definitely one of the best was movies. Of the highest year. rated film of the year on. I would talk Mars. about that as part, top of the pyramid. When I wrote down my list of movies, I had a few that I sort of in the back of my mind. I thought mm, these will probably be my movie of the year, and Zootopia was definitely one of them. Mm. Which is cool, I think, for an animated movie to be an actual best movie of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's got everything. It's got good characters. You know, fairly good storyline. Really great themes. Yeah, great themes. I mean, you know, it's a kids' movie, so it's not going to be The Godfather Part 4. No, but it explores... It it really uses... Although it does have a great Godfather. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, man. (laughs) Mr. Mole. Little little Mole guy. Little Mole Godfather. Polar Bears. I'd love to watch that movie again, actually. It's on Netflix. Yeah. So, if you can, if you want to, you can. Um, It was a movie that... 
like for me, I was watching it being constantly really, really surprised and happy. Yeah, watching it, and um, it's just got such a good message for kids as well. Yeah, and yeah. it does so in a really nice way. Like it's got the fun characters down. It's got the animation down. The stuff that'll that will draw keep people in. watching. And draw kids in and, and, and keep them watching enough to give them all this information about prejudice. And then yeah. I remember, yeah, that when we f- walked out of the cinema, we were both like, we were all amazed because we're like, wow, that was like some very like serious social yeah. issues they used, that were Yeah, they yeah. used their concept. Like, they just um, absolutely nailed it. In every, in every, po- they took every possible angle they could with that whole idea of, oh, this carnivores and herbivores and they live together. You know, like, um, just that whole every world idea of prejudice. so well realized. Yeah. And then just I think they had they had um, they had uh, women in the workplace with the rabbit and and all this sort of stuff. And, yeah, yeah. And they, they, they they had um, they, her parents. You know, the, the, the don't go talking to any. Gave them like a whistle in case any carnivores came by. Yeah, don't go talking to any of them damn dirty carnivores. Foxes. Yeah, and, and then you know they had the the fox bully. You know, that perceived threat of foxes because she was bullied by one, but then yeah. he turns out to be a lovely guy. So it's like, you know, you yeah. can't just think that... People you know, change as well. Yeah, and, and people change and forgiveness suck. is something that's real. And Man, they had they had, they jam-packed it full of goodness. And I, I loved that... I mean, spoilers for Zootopia, but I loved who the villain turned out to be. I oh, the mayor. The sh- the sh- <laughs> well, not the mayor, the sheep. Yeah, it was oh, the sheep. Oh, wasn't it? wasn't the, the carnivore. It was, was the just a the whole time. Right, right. The mayor was lovable. <laughs> the, mayor, the mayor was just the wasn't best. was the mayor Patrick Warburton? Yeah. Yeah. The guard dogs? You start a house. Timberwolves, yeah. Yeah. Um, Damn it, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had, uh, we had a couple other kids' films come out. You, uh, the Jungle Book? The Jungle was Book. was quite good. Which I liked, I liked. I think, I think the Jungle Book, some people didn't like because it wasn't, um, quite the same as the original. Um, wasn't quite the same as the original, but I think it used the technology we have today in interesting ways. For instance, oh, yeah. uh, we were talking about this before the podcast, Sam. Like the um character of Car, the giant snake. Really the fact that when I went into the cinema to watch this with my girlfriend. Um, when Car is introduced, it's kind of the same as in the the original cartoon or the original animation, where um, Car begins to like encircle and talk to Mowgli. Yeah, Mowgli, Mowgli, Mowgli. Um, before actually, you know, approaching him. Yeah. Um, and this way the cinema did this was they actually used like three directional sound. Yes, it was know? really great. So a you lot could of hear car things. behind you in the cinema, yeah. and then at the side, you know, out of your right ear, and then right in front of you, and then your left ear, and like they actually used the technology yeah. to not just remake, but you know, improve in that sensory experience. Like that was almost like a John Favreau hallmark. Mm. Coming through in that movie, there, there were a lot of things that were really done, and um, there was a lot of research put in behind it to think about yeah. like, the best way to do that, and a lot of technique. And I just really enjoyed. I know some people didn't, but I really enjoyed Christopher Walken. Oh yeah, I, I, I thought Louis King Louie was fantastic. King Louie was the scariest character in the movie. As yeah, well. and he was menacing, he was, but like him, him chasing Mowgli, it, it was really great. It used the whole idea of. Oh, this is a monkey. Monkeys, you know what? You should be really scared of them more than anything because we're they're like humans. Humans are scary. They're smart. You know, like it's not just about a big having being a big tiger. Like 
yeah. King Louis will entrap you. What was his name? Uh, the, uh, English bloke um, that did Shere Khan. Shere Khan. Oh, yeah, that's um, that Idris Elba. Idris yeah, Elba, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shere Khan was a great yeah, character as well. Bill Murray. Um, he, yeah, Bill Murray's the bear. But it was a good example of... Um, uh, yeah, Shere Khan's a good example of my favourite part about that movie, which is how they made the, all the animals behave like animals, like that animal, mm. but also showed, they showed a lot of emotion. Yeah. Like when Shere Khan looks scared, is, is, is speaking or when he's angry and doing stuff, his... Posture changes, but it changes in a way that it's not like he like develops a scowl, mm. like a cartoon where you, you give the, those animals humans human human expression. But you can see how he's how he's feeling. You know, like yeah. when, when he gets like tense, his body's like he's like a, he's like and, a house cat when they're upset, their tail starts flicking. Yeah, you know? yeah, and when he like and, and and then like they get restless when he's speaking in a in a sort of dangerous way, like. When he's threatening someone, he walks like he's stalking something. Yeah, it, it was really great. That's I good. I thought it was good. Yeah, but that's 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 almost to do with the middle of the range movies. I'd like to finish off with uh, a movie that I, well, actually, uh, two movies that I saw that you guys didn't see. Uh, one being War Dogs, and the other being The Nice Guys. Oh yeah. So War Dogs is a, mo- a, a movie. Uh, real, it's a true story about these two twenty-year-old uh, American guys. Mm. who had no jobs um, and who began selling uh, arms and ammo to the American military. Um, so uh, the, there was a big problem with bidding on American contracts, ammunitions and weapon contracts, where uh, it just went to some big company or a company that had some involvement with some government official that was um, currently in, right? Mm. So it was like... Yeah, yeah conflicts of interest. Conflicts of interest yeah. and shit. So they're, they're, they had such a big... Government had such a big reaction to that, to that to this day, you can just go on this website, this publicly open website, uh, where it lists from big to small, from uh, missiles and million... Uh, million item orders to small grenade orders uh, that the American military has small contracts and then you can bid on them just like eBay mm. so these guys would were two just two guys and they would bid on the small contracts uh, and then they started bidding on some of the bigger contracts and um, they guaranteed this because they could get through all these arms to people that they guaranteed that they could get through all these arms to people that you weren't allowed to get through. For instance, um, the military really wanted these particular uh, hand ca- handguns, but because they were Russian-made or Chinese-made, one of the two, they couldn't... The, the shipping laws would prohibit you from getting them to conflict zones like Iraq. Mm. Just to, It's impossible. And these guys say, oh, no, we can do that. We have a relationship. And what they would actually do is they would travel, they would travel with them on their person uh, illegally to one of the neighboring countries and then drive to the conflict zone mm. um, through what they actually later found out from like a translator was called the Valley of Death. And they're these two bro dudes from Miami. Like they're afterwards they're like, Valley of Death, motherfucker. And they shoot a gun in the air in the war zone and everybody freaks out. Um, 
And it's really happened. It's like a crazy, dangerous, weird thing. Um, and then they obviously spiraled out of control. So that, that's a really interesting movie. It's done really well. It's got Jonah Hill in it and Miles uh, Teller. Yep. I really like Miles Teller and Jonah Hill plays an amazing character in this. He, he's developed this... He's this crazy Jewish gangster and he's great. He's, he's put, he put on even more weight for this role because mm. the guy in real life is meant to be pretty, pretty disgusting. Mm. Um, he's got all these like gold rings, big fake Miami tan, a lot of gold necklaces and stuff. His opening scene is he's going up to buy... He wants to... He drives by and notices these three like, black guys who are selling drugs and like thinks, oh, fuck it, and like goes up and someone like, and he like, he's like, he like offers to purchase, purchase some drugs and gives hands over the, it's like, what a cash. And the guy says, what drugs, you know, get lost and you know, takes the money. Yeah. And then like, you know, shows him that he's got a gun and he's like, oh yeah, yeah okay. And, and he does, he's this weird laugh that he does when he's nervous when he's, ha it's very off-putting. Yeah. And then he goes to the back of his Jeep, pulls out a gold-plated AK-47 and just starts shooting it at them in broad daylight. What the fuck? And, you know, takes it's his, in, like, America. It, yeah, takes his money back. Um, yeah, it's a great it's a great movie. I think they do it both a good... It's a good job, and I feel like not, not a lot of people saw it. Mm. Mm. Um, the, other, the other movie, Nice Guys, a lot of people did see that movie. Yeah. Russell Crowe, Ryan wish Gosling. I seen that. I really wanted to see that. 80s yeah. crime movie. It was great. Um, yeah. it's 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 one of your in contention year, for my favorite of the year yeah i really encourage everyone to see it especially you two i think yeah. you guys would really enjoy it um, it's definitely on the list that i've wanted to watch from 2016 yeah um russell crowe is completely underutilized as a comedic actor like in the small funny roles that he's had he has just knocked it out of the park for me <laughs> I, I think he's hilarious um ryan gosling is also really great and he, he's funny um, but he more plays, he actually more plays a straight man. You yeah. think it's the other way around, but he plays a straight man and Russell Crowe is the, is the more weird one. He's definitely, Ryan Gosling like, is like the completely incapable one. Yeah. And Russell Crowe can like beat he, the shit out of people. And, and he's his one-liners. Yeah. But he's also very weird. He has this big blue leather coat. Um, like, he, a, like a jean jacket. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a big jean jacket. He's sort of a bit awkward. Um, he, he's just lovely. Uh, and the whole, the whole movie is, is really well done. There's also another actor in it that I, I can't remember his name. He, I always describe him as budget, budget Henry Cavill. <laughs> um, he's in this movie, he's in this TV series called White Collar. It's like the most thing. Oh, I, I know that guy. Well. Yeah. He's basically budget Henry Cavill. Yeah. And he plays this serious assassin that's been hired to kill one of the main characters that these guys are meant to protect. You know, this is two cops, 80s cops stumbling onto a bigger plot kind yeah. of thing. Uh, well, they're not. They're, one's a cop. Russell Crowe is this guy who beats up um, pervs for money, so he gets hired to beat someone up, and then goes and knocks their teeth out. Mm. Um, and neither of them are very good. Like that's that, that's almost the point. They're they're all they're both terrible at the, at this whole tracking down thing. And when they come up against this actual Henry Cavill assassin with his black turtleneck, <laughs> they uh, they get totally freaked out. It's it's my favorite scene. Um, in a movie this year where they go up this lift, they know the person they're meant to protect is at, is at the top and they get out, look around this room and they see like, they, they just see this one dude, they go, hey, you should be here. And then he gets like, twack, twack, twack and gets shot three times mm. with this horrible kick-ass CGI blood, spurt, like blood, gory blood splurt. Yeah. Then this other guy, here, this other guy, ah, 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 and this guy just tosses him through a window. 
and out the other side, another dude gets gunned down and they sort of look at each other and just hit the button to go back down, leave the girl and just <laughs> decide to leave. <laughs> um, it's great. So I'd recommend that both those movies. But nice. then Ice Guys, definitely. And someone else can talk now. Yeah, okay. So one of the ones that I know neither of you have seen, which is one of my favourites in my top five for the year, is a film called Sully, which is about the Miracle on the Hudson airplane disaster. Mm. Um, and it sort of retells the story of how that whole event occurred and sort of the aftermath of determining fault. Yeah. That sort of thing. It's really funny, actually, because um, you should talk about that because my... Um, recently someone from my family asked my father about that film because they had just seen it and my father's worked in aviation for about 40 years now and he was kind of a senior he's been a senior advisor on air traffic and uh aircraft aircraft management and things like that for you know probably the last at least 10 years so basically a lot of people look to him to look after things like flight paths and and um you know flight routines almost yeah he kind of knows a lot about that yeah and so someone asked him about and what did what did he think you know because he was an air traffic controller for yeah. like at least 20 30 years um is where he started and so someone asked him well let's say that you were that person that was you know there with with sally um you know would it have gone down as the movie said it uh, as the movie said it did and my dad hadn't seen the film but from the description said you know, that it was fairly accurate. Yeah, and that, that's the what film, I... The film missed a few things that they would have had, but for the most part was, you know, was fairly, um, yeah, had like a high fidelity to how it actually works. Yeah, what what I've been told, speaking to my cousin's boyfriend is a pilot, and he is a massive fan of the movie because it got so many of the, yeah. like, actual piloty technical like the whole process for investigating disasters and, yeah, and like just the, the, what, the whole process of, okay, we're going to press these buttons for do all these plane things. Yeah. yeah. Um, they got all that technical side of things, right? And that's really so cool really when a movie does that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I really enjoyed it because it wasn't over dramatizing the event. That's Obviously weird. it was an incredibly dramatic, dramatic event, event. Yeah. To begin but with. it just handled it very well. It explained a lot of the really technical aspects of that story, which yeah. the layperson would probably find pretty boring. And the, the interesting thing about that story is the technical aspects are where the sort of yeah. interesting part of the story comes into it. Um, and, and they nailed that so well, it was a really understated performance by Tom Hanks which is great. Um, I, I feel like it's been a little bit. It's been a little while since a really great Tom Hanks performance. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, and I'm happy that he's in. That mm, it's happened. Again. I think it was directed by Clint Eastwood. The movie. I'm not sure. I think. It's the second. It's the second. Um, it, it's the second movie of that sort of type to come out in in recent memory as well. Yeah, the was last, that Denzel like, Washington. Movie yeah, that, very different in terms. I thought it was going to be very similar to Tone. Yeah, I think that's um, why maybe not as many people saw Sully as as you'd think because that Denzel. I can't remember the name. Yeah, the, the, the Denzel Washington one was much more about that character himself and him dealing with the aftermath the and his own the, personal demons. Yeah, yeah, with that big life changing event. Whereas this one was about about the flight and. Although it was focused on Sully, the main pilot, yeah. it was more about telling that story and t- talking about this this man. And I would definitely... Uh, that's 
definitely why I didn't see the movie. Because yeah. I, I didn't like the Denzel Washington film. Yeah, I, thought I, it was probably I, the same. I thought it was a lot better. Okay. And very much not... Well, yeah. Not a, like Flight. Well, I, because I, well, it, I want to see it. Like, the Denzel Washington's character was a bit of a bastard, whereas uh, Sully is like fine, upstanding gentleman. Well, it's kind of almost impossible for Tom Hanks to play a truly bad character. Yeah, it's not exactly. really within his range. I would, I would love him to play just a really a real scumbag. He, he plays like a bad guy in like Road to Perdition, yeah, but, but he's like it's almost impossible yeah. for him to. I think he's just so genuinely. Yeah. Nice. That yeah. it'd be tough. For but him, him as a hitman is still like. I would love yeah. to see him cast against type. Him, him. Mm. It's not almost a type. It's it's, it's just a sort of it's a Tom bit Hanks. out of his range. You know, like <laughs> I feel like I've seen Tom Hanks play. He's, he's fucking Woody, man. I can't make a, that evil. Uh, some some pretty different characters. Oh yeah, they're just not evil. You know, like uh, I I I can like comparing Castaway Tom Hanks to. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, Tom same, Hanks, and then to Catch Me If You Can, Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's yeah. true. The role that I really remember him for is in Catch Me If You Can. I feel like that was really well done from him. Like that character seemed to fit him very well. Yeah, I don't think he's ever been unlikable. Yeah, but yeah, I can definitely see him in the role of Sully. In the role of Sully, I am Carl Hanratty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, definitely one of my top five for the nice. years. And I'll have to watch it. I believe it's going to... Is, is it on Netflix? No. No. But it'll be no, on yeah. there eventually. I think it's on American Netflix. Everything's Probably. on American yeah. Netflix. Every, we, we get bloody, bloody nothing yep. I know. Which was, Lucky Yanks get everything. Baffles me. Yeah. Um, I think Netflix is based in Canada. Or, or the US, so that would explain it. Well, I think, it, I think we're almost... American. Netflix is American. I'm sure. I think um, we're almost done with well, the, the middle film, of the, the pyramid film, movies. The film I wanted to watch, which is just above the middle of the pyramid. Yeah. I hope. Well, I mean, this is... The, I've been talking about good yeah. movies. Yeah. Like, um, we've, we've thrown the pyramid idea out of the <laughs> The pyramid didn't work, Peter. It didn't uh, work. It didn't work. <laughs> Next year in your in review, you'll review this, and then we'll you yeah. get a better... Review, review the review. 2017 yeah. review will be better. Um... Uh, the movie that I think we all watched, I think we all watched, but, you know, had a special place in my heart was, of course, the Walker film. Oh, which, yeah. Which, which I, I was very hesitant about yeah. because I just didn't see it. I just didn't see something working. I just, it was a very hard thing to see working on the big screen, like yeah. a big fantasy, you know. And we talked about it. There's been talk of the world. I mean, and it's, so, and it's so cheesy and it's so cliche. Like, it's the big cheese of the fantasy world. And they yeah. were going to, like, try and put it in the big screen. But I, yeah. for all its faults, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, it made a retcon towards the end of the film where they changed how some character, how a certain important character died and how another character killed them. And I really enjoyed that because the original storyline was something that I've always disliked about Warcraft. So. Yeah. The film actually, surprisingly, in my eyes, improved upon the actual lore that it was basing itself on, and that was great. And yeah, the fight as, scenes as, were enjoyable. On that movie as well, I felt like it. It, it did. Uh, it, it following a, the World of Warcraft blueprint, it uh, it gave both inclinations of people something really good. Yeah. So like, you didn't have to be a complete wow nerd like me but there were plenty yeah. of nods to people like me and the the whole idea that that i feel i i was really happy how they they gave they had some really great maybe not actors in the case of the horde but the the, the really great moments mm. and the storyline for all the for that horde side of everything 
and and in terms of the alliance, a great actor in Travis Fimmel. Yeah, I think the, the the alliance side was definitely weaker. It was pretty much carried by him. Yeah, like, the, he's the good part of that. You know, don't have to talk about the rest of the alliance side, but yeah, yeah, there were some good performances. The, yeah, the I thing just, I almost didn't like about that was Travis Fimmel being cast as Varian because I feel like. That, oh, guy, that actor is... is sorry? What was Andrew, 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 Andrew sorry. I, I'm like... <laughs> Don't worry. I did this... Yeah, I always swap them around. But um, he's very likable. That actor is so charismatic and likable. Mm. I don't think the character's meant to be like that. I think he's meant to be a badass. Yeah. But is he meant to be so sort of weirdly, like, cheeky? <laughs> I don't know, but, you know... Are you the expert? <laughs> I kind of... I enjoyed the changes that they made to characters yeah. and things like that. Apart from Cadgar. I thought they buggered up Cadgar completely. But, you know, that's all right. That's okay. He's kind of a boring character yeah, I anyway. Never really he, I, who, who's interested in him? If I rewatch that movie, I would skip everything to do with... Yeah. Skip and, everything and, and, to do with, with magic in general, yeah. pretty much. I think uh, Medivh was interesting, but Medivh, again, is just a weird character anyway. <laughs> Wasted that actor. Yeah. But I liked I liked it for what it was. It's a shitty storyline involving him. Yeah, it's not that interesting, you know. The or- the orc so. storyline was great. I think the, yeah. for me that was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, it's good. Um, I liked how it's a small thing, but I liked how Black Hand looked. Yeah, post um, corruption. Oh yeah, that was one thing though. It was like the weird difference between the size of orcs and the size of humans, which yeah. was made, I think, with that nod to like the people that weren't that familiar with Warcraft. Yeah, that like the orcs were like these big bads that were coming to town and killing everyone. Where, where in reality, humans <coughs> in the Warcraft world were about the same size. They're really wide. And the orcs are really wide. But yeah, but a human yeah. could take on an orc without too much trouble. The yeah. um, uh, where- I just play alliance, so you know, I just. <laughs> From all Kill the, as many hoarders as I can. From all the cinematics, though, like all the different WoW expansion cinematics, I think orcs are pretty big in them. Mm. So I wonder whether it's more of a game thing. I don't know. Whether you want all, you want all your player characters to be similar. Yeah. Right? And, and maybe in terms oh, yeah, of yeah, models, yeah, that that's sense. why they're the, same, they're the same size. Yeah, that might make sense. But maybe that's just how everyone at Blizzard wants, envisioned them to be, is, is mm. large. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I think I think by no means one of the best movies of the year, but no, surprisingly no, no. solid. So, yeah. yeah, I think it was just for me personally, it was a lot better. I thought it'd be like a yeah. like a zero out of ten, and it was you know it was. It was I mean, I, I I didn't expect anything from that movie. I went to watch that movie exclusively because I'm a massive Vikings fan, and Travis Fimmel was in it. So now we get to the, the the cream of the crop, do we? Yeah. So the I've got just two more that I think Ben mentioning. I've just um, got two more as well. Yeah. So first of all, I think they're probably going to be the same ones, which works out nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, Hunt for the Wilder People. Yep. 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 Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Go see it. Go yeah. go fucking see it. Hunt for fantastic the Wilder People. Fantastic film. We, our analysis of the films is going to get smaller and smaller, but. As we get better and better, which again frustrates me a lot, but it was good. <laughs> it was good, man. I don't know what just to it's tell you. Heartfelt. It's just yeah, the hunt for the world of people is is a New Zealand film directed by Taita Waititi. Yeah, who directed Boy, Thank your, you your for favorite movie in the series. Yep, we've had a bit of bit of experience pronouncing yeah. it. He also did uh, did Boy, and he also did What We Do in the Shadows, which was oh. at first an understated film, but then I believe it got a lot of got, like, internet hype and following. like important people. I think um, Matt Mercer on Critical Role actually. Oh, 
plugged it in one of the early episodes. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's yeah, a great, great movie. movie. And then he's also directing Thor Ragnarok. Yes, he is. Which is a weird, big step Which up, makes me really of. excited for it, actually. Not unheard yeah. of in Hollywood, though. Um, it's a big Marvel loves days. to employ, uh, like, yeah. lesser-known directors and actors so that they can pay them less. Yes, <laughs> and also so that they're a... Um, you can blame them. Yeah. Their, their name gets people in the door. Mm. Is the whole idea. You, you get them in the door with this... Everybody... All, all those small movies have these big followings. And then... If you give them all this money and stuff and they don't really do it very well, then you can blame them. Yeah. Mm. Which is pretty rough. But I think uh, he'll do well, fine. You know, I, uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited for what yeah, he'll do. Yeah, me too. And I think his, in terms of what every comic, like, comic book movie he could direct, I like him directing a Thor and, and, and a Hulk movie because you can just, I feel like he's, you can just get really funny with it. With yeah. Those characters. yeah. I think, I think we'll see parts of his humor. I hope we will. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. But I, I, I feel like we can't, and then, like the um, Marvel, we can't not have some yeah. of that humor because the Marvel universe is, the thing <laughs> that really sets it apart from the DC cinematic universe is it is a bit more whimsical and, well, and, and, and they, they, they tend to let their directors do more of what they want. Yeah. And this is our... See, you were talking about this, Sam. This is our analysis of Hunt for the World of People. It's yeah. just talking about how damn good the director well, uh, is. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, you know? Well, speaking of the director, he was he had one of the best scenes in the entire movie. <laughs> As the preacher. As the priest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Vegetables and, and all that goodness. So great. Um, He's always a great actor in all his films. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, Hunt for the World of People is, 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 is one of... Uh, another great installment in, 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 in his series in, in movies. Yeah. His series of Brandy working in his movies. Um, Sam, Sam Neill really had a really good performance. The yeah. uh, that boy, the, the boy, the child yeah. actor, like that, that's a great. He, he anchored the film and he just nailed it. He just yeah, he really he really did. And they he didn't got have to, sarcasm. And, and they didn't have to go mm. like all you know. He's a. I know that was part of the joke. Like he was a bad kid, but he's kind of doing he's like a sort of Monday egg. things. Oh, he's a, that's he's so a great. Bad egg. Danny like, Baker. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't have to go. You know to crazy with their character like they 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 set him up as a bad character as like a this bad egg but then they never um like the audience is just invited to accept that yeah yeah, yeah he's totally bad Why? like you oh. see him doing these really mundane things and we're like ooh that's bad well, no, like, like, what's the, the whole point, point is, is he's just yeah. like a child yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah the whole point was that the, 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 the system that he was in really sucked yeah <laughs> and that, that they just thought of him as a bad egg yeah, um, but it's a really great movie to take uh, partners to. It's a really great movie to take family to. Yeah, um, good fun for the whole family. Yeah, it is definitely fun for the whole family or just you. It's not yeah. one of those like bullshit fun for the whole family things where it's only fun for the family and not for you. No, um, it's, it's you know that might good. even be something to watch over Christmas for people who are getting together with their families. Family. If you you know oh, yeah. if you're all bored on Boxing Day or something, looking you're just for talking family. one of those classic afternoon movies to watch. Yeah. Other yeah. than the cricket, <laughs> for us people in Australia at least. Um, yeah, and I think that brings me to, brings us to our final movie that I think I think we have the same one, Peter. But Captain Fantastic, yeah, that was that was the final, which one. Uh, which is probably going to be our pick for favorite movie. That's, of the year. Uh, that's uh, off the bat. That's it, my favorite not, movie of the year. Not my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. Well, that's why we're getting you a show. I feel different. <laughs> I, I feel differently. <laughs> I bet, yeah. I bet. I, I'm going to say right off the bat that I legitimately shed more than a few tears during yep. Captain Fantastic. Everybody it, should watch that movie. It, it, is, it, a, it really, is that movie of the year that everyone should watch. It's just a great indie film. It's done 
so well and it has Viggo Mortensen such great so many just, things great things to say but just yeah. even all the child actors and the you know the guy that plays Bo like they all anchored it so well yeah. I don't it, think it anyone had one of the funniest I think probably the funniest scene of the year the awkward one with him oh, with the, the oh, son no. and the girl's mother yeah but that was like I mean that's one of the great parts of the hallmarks of that movie is that that was one of the funniest scenes you said you've seen all year and there have been some there was some really some of the most confronting scenes I've seen all year yeah in the movie as well and I mean there was one of the most touching scenes all year and it made you funeral, think about your life in the funeral mm. but like at the same time the funeral was also kind of morbid in a sense yeah. because they've you know I don't want to say what they do actually but because but. they because um through, like, s- through, so- like, social norms and um, upheld, like, weird traditions yeah. and all that sort of stuff and, and, and general peer pressure, family pressure, um, they don't get to do what they should be able to do. Yeah. What, what, what their mum wanted for them. And, and, and that's, it's a really sad scene. And then also really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got a great sense of humour. Yeah. It's it's uh it's it's one of it's my favorite movie of the year. It won me over because I'm really I'm a sucker for any movie or show where it makes you watch it, and then sometimes it's only for the next thirty minutes, and then you just slip back right into your shitty routines. Or sometimes it's for a day. Where it or whatever, makes you think about. But it really makes you think about your own life. Yeah, yeah. my god, that made that movie made me feel yeah. inadequate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 it, and sometimes it's the one that's thirty minutes. This one for me, it was it was it was one of the longer ones. You know, you, you were thinking about it. And in the context of your life for a while. That that was the same for me. And I know might not be... It's probably not a good comparison, but it was a similar film. Um, was uh, Boyhood. Which yeah. a lot of people oh, didn't like. But a lot of people what a didn't, great movie. A great. lot of people didn't like it, though. They Huge just, they, investment. They just thought it was like a novel a novel movie. But I, I'm one of those people that legitimately liked it. And yeah. same thing. It was sort of... It had those themes of growing up and you know, the interactions you have with people and the effects that can have on you as a person. And yeah, at the end of that film, I was like, yeah. I really have to like, you know, think about, yeah. yeah Ethan Hawke, what an underrated actor. <laughs> just when you talk about boy. Ethan Hawke, yeah, just fantastic. Yeah. Um, he's usually pretty good in most of the things he's in. He is, he is. He yeah. should be used more. Mm. Um, he was in Lord of War. No, Daybreakers. <laughs> he was in Magnificent Seven. <laughs> He was. He did his role, but oh yeah, he was. He was a good part of that film, he, actually. He, I yeah. mean, he, he did what he could do with that role. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Anyways, um, but um, yeah, yeah. So, so Captain, that's that's Captain both, both of your favourite movies of the year. Definitely. Although, although, um, if we want to get everything different, I could easily swap that out for the nice guys. Mm. I think that if you want to say Captain Fantastic, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not Chris. Yeah, I'm back. I'm not back. Like, back. like also my, the nice my guys, sort but. of top five for the year would be Captain Fantastic, Hunt for the Wilder People, Sully, yep. Zootopia, yep. and um, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> like, like a tie between the three blockbusters: Rogue One, Deadpool, and Civil War. Oh yeah, but your probably top, Deadpool. Yeah. But your yeah. top is my top. I reckon it'd be Zootopia. That's a solid. That's a solid choice. Yeah, um, I think just if we need a majority, though, Captain Fantastic was my immediate thought for the, my favorite movie of the year. So, if you're going to go with that, Chris, I'll mm. I'll go with that too. It, it's 
It's a it's, it's a movie a that I would I, I, I like. I, it's one of those movies where I like want to grab people by the collar and like shake them and be like, "Go see this now. Yeah. <laughs> Learn something." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I could very much see how people could not like that movie, though. Well, I could very yeah. much see that movie if you want, if you were one of the shitty people. <laughs> like, yeah, I could see that doing really badly in America, where you see a, a bunch of people watching that movie, eating their McDonald's, watching everybody make fun of fat people eating McDonald's. You know, yeah. like I think people might see it as like talk da- talking down, talking, talking down, down yeah. or condescending, a smarty pants movie. Yeah, like oh, yeah. Here, here's a bunch of funny script writers who got in a room and made a six-year-old yeah, sound like, like a those, those fucking it, arrogant but, liberals but like, i think yeah. the really the, the really powerful thing behind captain fantastic and the reason that you don't think that or i don't think that yeah is because everything that they say makes sense it makes it it makes enough sense because well it's a very just, smart movie even like just people, don't don't think that you know there is a scene where like a six-year-old comes out and you know makes two teenagers looks like look like you know mental patients but really it's about but, but really system. it's it's not don't take what the characters are saying as talking down or making them seem superior it's i think it's the ideas that they're espousing it's not yeah it's not that the characters are any better than anyone it's <laughs> the film is trying to make a point about something and it does that through those characters well in so that scene it's it might seem pretentious yeah. to have you know this small girl sound so above her age but it's not that they're not expecting you to have a genius kid they're yeah. they're expecting you to take on the ideas that in that, that scene, the father is talking about it's not like it's it's it, it's not about um having showing that his daughter is so much smarter than their kids it's about exactly he only does that because they talk about how, like, how can you, how can you not have your kids in school? And, and like, he's how, how, how do you expect them? And he's to have offering them? sort of her up as a critique yeah, of what as an example teaches. of like, what are what are your kids really learning? Like, and that and that particularly spoke to me because I'm now a qualified teacher <laughs> yeah. in Queensland. But that's it's very different, I think. And you know, I had a very um, you know impact, very serious impact on how I think I want to. I want to go about my own teaching. So yeah. now, you know, just side note, I've got a bunch of, uh, you know, books from authors that I respect and think are good historians and teachers and um, kind of people in that field. And based on partially what I saw in Captain Fantastic, I'm going to do some reading over Christmas and, you know, make yeah. sure that, uh, yeah, to kind of spice it up. Yeah, for me, Captain Fantastic was about. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Spice it up. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm just gonna drop in some. Uh, I'm gonna read some books and spice it up. You know, yeah. just, just see just... see how the the where the books take me. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop I'm... in some radical ideas. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, anyway, I, I wanted I to. Think, I really wanted to say one more thing about Captain Fantastic and run over time and ruin everything I know. Um, but for me, Captain Fantastic. That's why we got timestamps. Was about. Um, you know, you're talking about how you don't have to have a genius kid. And I think that's that's a message that I wanted to get out to people who watched it and weren't sure about it is you don't have to watch this movie and then go out and hunt your own deer and live in the yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. But I think for me, I, from what I took away from it, it's it's the whole idea of think thinking and having an input on how you go about your life and you and how you structure your life. 
Wake up sheeple. Like wake up, but yeah, yeah, wake up sheeple. But it's it's not like it's not like um. Stop living the daily grind. It's not like you have to you have to go out in the forest, but um, his character in the movie looks at his life with his wife and makes a conscious decision about how he's going to structure his life and how he's going to live it. And he comes to the conclusion that he's going to take his whole family out into the woods and they're going to hunt deer with their, with their hands and climb every day and shit. You might not come to that conclusion, but it's definitely a worthwhile thing to think about mm. is how you want to structure your life because it's entirely, it's definitely very easy to, to just never, ever, ever ask yourself that question and just, just go on without it. That's what I took from Captain Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Uh, well, any, I, I think that that kind of sounds like that will be our movie, movie of, of the year. year. Yeah. So, we're going to finish off this episode by doing something that we haven't done in four whole episodes. Yeah. We're come up with a homework movie. Yes. For our first episode next year, 2017. Yeah. And the homework movie that we decided on was. Sam? What did we decide on? <laughs> what did we What did Fuck. we decide on? <laughs> did you we, forget? <laughs> Did you, do you remember? I don't remember. What did we decide on? Okay, uh, let's just say the terminal. Terminal, we decided. I'm sure it wasn't that, but let's just say the yeah. terminal. Uh, yes, it was the terminal. <laughs> it was the terminal. The terminal, <laughs> which is a uh, movie with, yeah, another good movie with Tom Hanks in it. Uh, that's, again, got like big humanity type themes. It's about him being stuck in an airport terminal with a group of people and learning about their lives. Yeah, based on a true story, I think. Yeah. Um, nice. So, yeah. But Chris, yes, thanks for coming on. Thank you very yeah, much. I think we've had a great discussion. Um, you'll be back next year, I hope. If you don't Maybe, get sent yeah. off to the country. Expect we'll to see you in 2017. Maybe we'll we can have you. our first Skype uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard we have the technology. It's possible Yeah, somehow. it happens. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, that's have a have a very merry Christmas and try and go, happy go watch go watch Die Hard for us. Yeah, watch Die Hard and Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, and the nice guys and, and the Captain nice Fantastic and Captain Fantastic and all these fantastic movies that we've talked about. Like, and Batman vs Superman's a terrible movie. It's been a great year. In, Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, garbage movie. Don't see it. Forget about it. Um, it's been a great year in terms of media and. Stuff stuff to watch and play and enjoy it's, it's like, been an interesting year in general it's been an interesting year in general but there's been some there's been some real diamonds in the rough that yeah. has been 2016 in a, in a really in a really rough rough year yeah and, <laughs> and I kind of just want to finish up by sort of just saying to everybody out there who's listened to our podcast this year thank you so much yeah thank you we've really enjoyed doing it i think we're getting better and better each episode it's, a, it's something that i really look forward to each week and yeah more than anything um, it's a great chance for us to catch up and hang out and if we can share that with the world then why not and i never get tired of it no which is a good sign that you're, you're onto something yeah we we never managed to re- reach our goal <laughs> which is we're going to have 50 minute long episodes no it's but- you know what? That's Inevitably, twice as long as that's that. just not on the cards. Yeah, <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> um, You'd have yeah. to do like a really rapid fire. Just all right. Now we're talking about this. Blah, 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 blah. It's good. It's good. It's good. And then, yeah, and then it wouldn't be us. Yeah, we have more new and exciting conversations next year. Yeah, but for now, enjoy Christmas. Merry enjoy Christmas. New Year's. Have a beer for us. Yeah, have a beer on Sam and Peter. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, not on us. And I then mean, afterwards, we're just going to pay for beer for random people. <laughs> afterwards, you can conduct your own urine review. <laughs> <laughs>